What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Casual Big Ten Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 11th, 2023. My name's Kent Peterson. I'm the host of this show. And on today's show, we're going to get you kickstarted for week seven. Yes, week seven. It's already here about halfway through the season, right? For some teams, for some teams, not quite halfway through the season yet because they already had their bye. Um, but a good time to check in on some things that are happening in the Big Ten and, of course, look ahead to the games that are going to be taking place this upcoming weekend. Really exciting. A couple of great matchups and then some not-so-good matchups. we got six games. We're going to get into all of those. Um, but first, as always, if you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and hit subscribe. Makes me feel special. If you're listening on a podcast app, five stars, please. Just five. That's all I'm asking for is five measly little stars. Um, I don't check it very often, but when I do and I have some more uh, ratings on there, it makes me feel happy. Um, I did want to do a quick standings update. I feel like we're deep enough in the season that we can start looking at these things, especially in the West. And with a game this weekend that we have coming up, in the West with some major standings implications. So here's the standings right now as they stand, I'm going to say. The standings as they stand, uh, we'll start with the East because it's on top in my graphic. You have uh, Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. I don't know how they decided to list those in that order, maybe for uh, the points for and points against ratio which I don't think that makes sense either because I think Ohio State's ahead of Penn State on that. I'm not positive. But um, those are the three at the top, the three undefeated teams. You have Maryland at 5-1 and one after losing to Ohio State, of course. And then uh, Rutgers at 4-2 and two in, or, or overall, I should say, 1-2 and two in the conference. Michigan State and Indiana at the bottom of the conference. Both of them are 2-3. and three. Both of them are 0-2 oh in the Big Ten. We move out to the West where it is always interesting. Wisconsin... As I've been talking about, my favorite to win the West at this point in the year is right ahead of Iowa. Wisconsin's 4-1 overall. They are 2-0 in the conference. Iowa, 5-1 overall, 2-1 in the conference. That puts them below Wisconsin with that one loss to Penn State. Um, Northwestern, all the way up in third place in the West right now. They're 3-3. Three three. They got that one conference win against Minnesota. And speaking of Minnesota, they're also 3-3. Three and three. So is Nebraska, all of them. Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, all 3-3, three and three, all 1-2 in the conference. Purdue, 2-4. and four. Disappointing year so far for Purdue. 1-2 in the conference. And then I don't think anyone saw this coming. Illinois at the bottom of the Big Ten West. The bottom of the conference almost, really. Um, they have the most losses in conference. They're 0-3. And they're two and four overall. Um, just not, a lot of things that, you know, the top in the East, it's a lot of what I expected to happen, really. I had, I think I had Minnesota, or I'm sorry, Michigan State finishing last, maybe above Indiana. I'm not sure. I might have predicted how it is right now exactly. Um, with, of course, those top three teams basically tied at this point. Um, they are tied. They're, both, they're all undefeated, haven't lost in the conference yet. Um, in the West, didn't have Wisconsin winning. I think I had them in second place behind Iowa, so you just flip-flop those. I had Northwestern at the bottom at this point in the year. I'm surprised to see them that high. And then uh, Minnesota, about where I thought they were going to end up. I actually predicted them to finish last behind Northwestern, so so far kind of right about that. They're still behind Northwestern. Um, I think that Nebraska being fifth 
in the West right now is going to change. I think they're starting to figure some things out, and I think that they're going to get some some big wins coming up in the next few weeks. And then uh, I didn't know what to think about Purdue, so I'm not surprised to see them there. And like I said, very surprised to see Illinois at the bottom of the conference, the bottom of their division at this point in the year. Um, week seven, like I said, we're going to get it kick-started. We're going to get it popping here in just a second. By weeks this week, Northwestern, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern coming off that big win against Howard. And then Minnesota, they need to lick their wounds after that Michigan game. Nebraska also gets a bye this week. A weird week scheduling-wise. No Friday games. That's not super weird. I think the Friday games, like, you know, they're they're just kind of weird by themselves. So not having one is not weird. But no night games this weekend. You know, we're going to be at, it's going to be like 7 o'clock, maybe 8 o'clock, depending on where you live. And the Big Ten games are going to be over. It's going to be sad. You're going to get a bunch of them all up into just a couple of time slots this week. So kind of interesting when we're looking at that. I will talk about all the time slots, all the matchups, and give you guys a little bit of a preview of what's going to happen this weekend. We'll start with Indiana at Michigan. This one's at noon on Fox. Um, Not a lot of notes needed for this one. Michigan, best team possibly in the country. One of the best teams in the conference. I have them ranked number one in my power rankings. Best offense, best maybe best quarterback, great running back, great wide receivers. Defense has been suffocating. Um, Indiana, none of those things. None of those things for them. They don't have a single thing going for them, I don't really think. When they're uh, matched up against Michigan especially, this is going to be a slaughter once again. I see Michigan winning this game by 40 maybe, if they want to. You know, They won the last game by 40 and they were on the road. Indiana is no better than Minnesota, and they're back at home, Michigan is. So I don't see why they can't win this game by 40, 50 points. I really don't. There's nothing that Indiana does that uh, scares you if you're a Michigan fan. And uh, I talked about this a bit last week. I think that their defense was a little overrated. I think they continue to be overrated. Um, And I think that they lose big this weekend at the big house in the big conference. All right, next game, uh, staying right in Michigan. Michigan State is, well, we're not staying there. We're going to travel a little bit. But one of the teams from Michigan, Michigan State, heading to Rutgers. This one's also on at noon. It is on Big Ten Network. News out of East Lansing is that Noah Kim is no longer starting. They figured that out over the bye week. It's going to be Katen Hauser, the new starting quarterback for Michigan State. I wrote this down and then didn't double-check if it's true, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Michigan State trying to find their first win since letting go Mel Tucker um, after he let some go. Rutgers is fourth in the conference defensively. Not an ideal matchup for a team that is really struggling to find wins and also trying out a new quarterback this weekend. That's not what you want to see, a defense that's ranked fourth in your conference. Um Michigan State is 11th right now offensively, and that was before they switched quarterbacks. So I guess it has to improve. But the first week that a guy's starting and he's like the guy going into the game, I mean, unless he's just a dog, unless Hauser is just that guy, I just don't see them, you know, just popping it off week one with the new quarterback against Rutgers on the road. Like I said, a stout Rutgers defense on the road. Um, how does Michigan State win this game? I think that Nathan Carter has to go off. I think he has to have a big game. 
And uh, I don't see it happening because I'm not really confident with Michigan State's offensive line. And like I said, I'm a little more confident with Rutgers' defense. I think that when you look at the six areas of the ball in a football game, the two special teams, the two defenses, and the two offenses, I think that Michigan State's, or I'm sorry, I think that Rutgers' defense is probably the team that I'm most confident in going into this game having the most success. So that being said, um, I think that Michigan State's going to struggle to move the ball. I think they're going to struggle to score. So the only way I see them winning is if Nathan Carter, probably their best player, has a huge game. I know Trey Mosley going into the year was supposed to be great. Um, Hasn't been, but also hasn't had a great quarterback either. So that's not really fair to him. Um, How does Rutgers win? I think it's simple. They just have to control the ball. This just like I say this for almost every Big Ten game. How do you win the game? You control the time of possession, and uh, you keep your defense uh, fresh. So uh, long drives on offense, keep the defense resting so that when they come out, they can quickly get stops. And then um, the biggest thing, though, I think the biggest key for them is that Wimsat, who's done a good job of this so far this year, he has to take care of the ball. He can't have that drive that he had at Wisconsin last week where they're on the five-yard line and he throws a pick. I don't necessarily think that was his fault. I just don't think he saw the cornerback lurking back there. But um, he can't do that again this week because I do think that Michigan State still, with everything that's happened, I still think that they're talented enough and they got enough guys with enough pride that they're still going to compete in this game. So Wimsat has got to take care of the ball. But if he does, I think that the um, I think Rutgers wins. I think Rutgers is going to win this game anyways, just based on what I've seen out of these two teams so far this year. But um, especially if they don't turn it over, if they have the ball longer and take care of the ball, it's it's meaning that they're either scoring or they're punting. And that's pinning Michigan State back. And it's a Michigan State offense that I just don't have a lot of confidence in right now. I think Rutgers wins this game. All right. Next game. Uh, third game on at noon. This one's on the cock. Um, Ohio State is going to Purdue. Don't have a lot of notes for this game. Don't think I need a lot of notes for this game. Ohio State's going to kill them. They really just are. Um, the only thing I'm kind of looking for in this matchup is if uh, Travion Henderson is going to be back in the backfield for Ohio State. I don't necessarily think they need him in this game. I think that it's just a case where Trainum's a great back. Chip Trainum's great. Um, and he can do this all by himself. I think he can slice up the Purdue defense like alone. I think he'll be fine doing that. Which, by the way, they did not have a good uh, running attack against uh, Maryland. But I do think that Maryland's defense is tougher than Purdue's. So I think that Trainum could have a big game. But I do think that it's a scenario where he's going to need to have help. He can't be the only running back for Ohio State this year. And Mayan Williams really hasn't been helping him that much. So I'm looking for Henderson to come back. I don't know what the injury report is on him. I am recording this on Sunday. So if something comes out uh, from now until when this episode drops on Wednesday, then I missed it. That's why. It's because I'm doing this on Sunday. Um, Here's how Purdue wins. I don't think that they can. I I just really don't see it. I really just don't see it. Even though they're at home, um, man, it's going to have to be, I guess they have to try to take what Maryland did in the first half and uh, do that for a whole game. What did Maryland do in the first half? They completed a bunch of passes. They played with a lot of confidence. And they got a couple lucky bounces. 
They had the punt uh, return that bounced off their punt returner's hands, and they got it back. They had the uh, fake punt or not fake punt, whatever it was, where they got a stop and were able to get short field position and uh, scored a touchdown early. I, I mean, they're gonna have Purdue's gonna have to get even more bounces than what Maryland got in the first half last week for them to win this game. Um, how does Ohio State win? They just have to show up. I mean, I hate to say this about anybody in the Big Ten, but when you're looking at this matchup, um, I just don't think Ohio State has to do that much. I really think they just have to show up and play their C-plus game, and they're going to win by 10 even with their C-plus game, even if Purdue plays their A game. Um, so I like Ohio State, obviously, in this game. I'm, I'm really turning the corner on Ohio State. I'm not going to lie. The Maryland game, specifically in the second half, really impressed me. I've said this a couple times. The Notre Dame game was not impressive to me. I thought they should have lost that game. And now that I've seen Notre Dame lose to Louisville, who was playing tough with Indiana, you know, you start doing some deductive reasoning here. All right, Louisville beat Notre Dame, and Notre Dame was a couple seconds away from beating Ohio State. And Louisville barely beat Indiana. I mean, it's just like, I just didn't like the Notre Dame game for Ohio State, even though they won it. I was happy they won it, but I just wasn't overly impressed. I was impressed in the Maryland game, especially in the second half, so I'm starting to turn a corner on Ohio State. I think they win this big, this game big, 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 really big. All right, uh, Maryland, speaking of them, they're uh, back at home, 3.30 on NBC. Uh, it's a get-right game for them. Um, Illinois, worst offense in the Big Ten. And I don't think it's getting any better. I don't think their quarterback's changing. I don't think that their wide receivers are changing. I don't think that Reggie Love is going to be able to do enough in the backfield in this game, especially because of what I just said Maryland did to Ohio State. Shut them down. Shut them down. Shut Ohio State down. You think that Illinois is going to run the ball on Maryland? Get real. The only way that this game uh, stays close in my mind is that uh, Maryland's just broken. You see this sometimes where a team loses and it's a uh, either a close game or they just absolutely get the blow, the doors blown off them. Um, I don't think either was the case against Ohio State, but maybe the loss, maybe. I just don't see this happening with Mike Loxley. I don't even know why I'm discussing this. I think that Maryland's still going to be focused. I think that uh, they're not going to have much, much issues with Illinois this weekend because Illinois is not going to score much. Altmaier's going to throw the ball to the other team. He does it every game. Um, and, I mean, I just don't I, don't... I don't see anything... I don't see any advantages for Illinois the way that they've been playing this year. Their defense looked really bad last week. I mean, I was... Watching that game back, I was like, man, their defense is not good. Just really not good. And their offense is no better, really. So, uh, Maryland, Maryland's going to win this game. Maryland's going to win that game, too. A lot of easy games to predict. None easier than this one, though. UMass going to Penn State. It's rare for a team to get two bye weeks back-to-back, but Penn State was gifted that this year. Coming off the bye, they get another bye week um, by playing UMass. They don't have to play in this game. I mean, this game should probably be canceled. I mean, let's let's get real. I hope I hope everybody stays healthy in this game. I hope that UMass stays healthy. I'm worried about them staying healthy. I'm I'm concerned for their players' well-being. But uh, more importantly than UMass, definitely more important than them, 
is that uh, all the players for Penn State stay healthy. That's way more important to me. Um, no injuries after this week. That's what I'm looking for. UMass is one in six right now. One in six. They beat New Mexico State. I'm not sure how they beat them because I looked, I looked at all their games. I'm not going to bring them all up. But one that I do want to know is Arkansas State. Not a very good team. Beat them 52-28 to 28 at their crib. At UMass. At UMass. Got beat by 25. Yikes. 24, actually. Let's do math. Let's do math here. Um, here's the key to the game. Stay healthy. I said it once. I'm going to say it again. Stay healthy, Penn State. Don't do anything dumb. Get a big lead in the first quarter. I wouldn't even play. I might not even play the starters in this game. I literally would play all the backups in this game. Get another week of rest. <laughs> I mean, I guess they might could get rusty. I don't know if they don't play. I wouldn't like them to even be in the game, honestly. I don't think they need them. I think the backups can win this game by 30. So uh, not a game here. Not a game on BTN at 3.30. This is not something you're going to need to watch. You need to watch this one, though. This is my game of the week. Second time in three weeks, Iowa has been in my game of the week. Last time I put them in the game of the week, it was a great game against Michigan State. Uh, 10-point win for Iowa. This game is at 4 p.m. on Fox. And uh, the reason why this is my game of the week is because I really believe that the team that wins this game will win the West. Won't be the favorite to win the West. They will straight up win the West. So for Wisconsin to catch this game at home is huge for them. Um, I'm I'm looking at this game as the West Championship. Whoever wins is going to Indianapolis, I think. I really think. And it's because of the rest of their schedules. You look at Wisconsin. Tell me where you hear a loss on this, okay? Just perk your ears up a little bit. Tell me where you hear a loss for Wisconsin here. Illinois, Ohio State, Indiana, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Minnesota. I'll point out two that maybe my ears perked a little bit. Um, Nebraska was when they perked a little bit, and then uh, Ohio State—they're going to lose that game. Um, let's let's get let's get honest real quick. So Wisconsin, I see one more loss on their schedule, maybe two if they lose to Nebraska. They're not losing to Indiana, Northwestern, Minnesota, or Illinois. They're just not going to. I I'm pretty confident in saying that. The rest of Iowa's schedule is Minnesota, Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, and then Nebraska. And it's the same situation I just said about Wisconsin. I see maybe Nebraska could beat them. And then four more wins. Uh, maybe Rutgers. Maybe Rutgers. So I don't see a lot of I don't see a lot of losses on either of their schedules going forward. So whoever wins this game especially if it's Wisconsin. That'll be the second conference loss for Iowa. Wisconsin will have zero. And realistically, they might lose two more games, but that would leave them tied with Wisconsin in the loss column, or I'm sorry, with Iowa in the loss column. So that means that even if they lose those two games, they're going to lose Ohio State, but even if they lose to Nebraska, They'll be tied with Iowa in the loss column, but they beat Iowa, so they'll get the tiebreaker. They'll go to Indianapolis. That's how I see it. Um, here's what I'm looking for in this game. It's the quarterback position. It's mainly what a lot of people like to talk about going into a game. But uh, Mordecai has got to finish drives. And some of it wasn't his fault last week against Rutgers. I know they had a drive inside the five where they fumbled. That's not his fault. The running back fumbled. 
Um, they had a couple other drives where they got a couple first downs and then they just stalled and had to punt. A lot of punts in that game against Rutgers. So I think that this is a game where it's a tough Iowa defense. I understand that. But Mordecai has got to stay poised and he's got to finish the drives. He's got to be a leader and finish drives for Wisconsin. And on the other side of the ball, it's Deacon Hill. Uh, second game, third game playing, but second game as the starter. Um, but he's got to be better. Look at his stat line from last week. We talked about it on Monday. Terrible stat line, and they still somehow beat Purdue. I don't think, I keep saying this, and I'm probably going to be wrong every time I say it. At, at some point, Iowa is going to play a bad game, which they've played a, a, enough of them, where they're not scoring, they're not getting a lot of yards, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, and they're still winning. And I I think I said it last week against Purdue. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to stick by this. I think this is the week. <laughs> it has to be, right? Am I going to keep sounding dumb about this? Wisconsin is not a team that you can't score on and you can't get yards and still win the game. I don't think that they make enough mistakes to be able to beat them in the way that Iowa beat Purdue last week, the way that they beat Michigan State the week before that. So uh, Deacon Hill's got to be better. He's got to be better. I also think that um, both teams, this is this goes both ways. The reason why I'm focused on the quarterback position is because Iowa has proven that they're, they're good at stopping the run, and I think that Wisconsin can do just as good, if not better, at stopping Iowa's rush attack. So there's going to be a lot on the quarterback's shoulders going into this game. Um, no prediction yet. I'm going to hold off until Friday to talk about who I think is going to win that game. But honestly, I, I could see it going either way. I know Brad says that all the time. This could go either way. I mean, this really could go either way. I like Wisconsin being at home. I like uh, Wisconsin's offense a little bit better. I like Iowa's defense a little bit better. I like uh, that Iowa plays football with a rabbit foot attached firmly to their buttholes every game. Um, but uh, this is going to be a great game. That's why it's the game of the week. And like I said, I think the winner of this game goes to the Big Ten Championship. That's it, man. That's the kickstart for this week. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. If you're on YouTube, you know what to do. Hit subscribe, please. And if you're listening on a podcast listening device, give me five stars. Give me five, please. Would you? Do you mind? Do you mind while you're driving down the road? Just pull up. I know you're texting people anyways while you're driving. Just pull up whatever you're listening to me on and just click five stars real quick. Be careful, though. Maybe do it at a stoplight. And uh, click five stars for me. That would that would really make my day. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with Bet Big, with Bet Big Brad and B1G Wilson. And then, uh, of course, as always, back next Monday with the Week 7 wrapped up. Appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we'll see you guys on Friday. We will see you guys in the future.